Hello, this is Mark Bassingthwaite, the Risk Manager with Alps, and welcome to another podcast, Alps in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. And I'm so pleased to have as as our guest today, Joshua Lennon, who is a lawyer in residence with Clio. And Joshua has done uh, a podcast earlier with us uh, in terms of one of our early uh, initial podcasts. And I just wanted to uh, invite Joshua back uh, to discuss some developments in Clio. But Joshua, before we jump in, can you just share a little bit uh, about yourself for those that may not have heard the first podcast? Sure. Thanks, Mark. It's really nice to be here. So I'm Joshua Lennon. I'm Clio's lawyer in residence, and that means I am an attorney admitted to New York, but I help Clio out of Vancouver, Canada, with legal research into the intersection of technology and the practice of law. I also serve as Clio's data protection officer, helping us with compliance issues and research into the special privacy and confidentiality needs of legal technology and how we can really increase the security and protection of both law firms and their clients through the use of technology. I've been doing this for about six years now. I've been really lucky to be a part of the explosive growth of Clio, and I quite frankly have one of the best jobs in law, I think. I I would agree. I've what is happening with Clio is really exciting. One of the reasons I wanted to, to visit with you is Clio is now, uh, has recently celebrated their, their 10th anniversary, uh, as I understand it. And I've also heard that uh, your 2018 Clio Cloud Conference, which uh, occurred last fall in New Orleans, was quite an event. And I thought we'd just start out by having you share um, sort of what's going on. What, what are the exciting things that uh, – what, what made 2018 a big year for Clio? So there are a couple things that made 2018 a really big year for Clio. Uh, one of the things – one of the words that leaps to mind is growth. We've, we've grown both externally in terms of the number of law firms that we work with, We now currently work with 170,000 legal professionals in 90 countries around the world. Uh, We also uh, have continued to grow our relationships with organizations like bar associations and law societies, whereas we're now offered as a member benefit by 66 different bar associations uh, and law societies around the world. Um, Excitingly, Uh, One of the oldest law societies in the world, the Law Society of England and Wales, is now offering Clio as its exclusive cloud-based member benefit, uh, which is kind of cool. So uh, we get to go over to England and visit just amazing historic locations uh, that have influenced the common law around the world. So that's been really cool. That is cool. Now, it just underscores you do have a very cool job. So, yeah, please continue. What what other uh, exciting things are going on? Uh, we're growing like a weed internally at Clio as well. So uh, we actually just um, topped 350 employees. So that's 350 experts in their field, uh, either building the back end of Clio or providing award-winning customer support to our customers. Um, and one of the things that kind of leapt our headcount forward is we acquired our integration partner, Lexicana. So Clio is... Um, What's interesting is because we're cloud-based, we actually integrate with a lot of different pieces of software out there. Yes. So not just 
um, things like the email that a law firm uses, but also highly specialized tools that target the legal industry. And we have approximately 160 integration partners right now. Uh, and one of our oldest and most popular is a company called Lexicata. They designed a client intake application that enables firms to, to really walk a, p a potential client through the discovery phase, the consultation phase, and finally the, the retention phase of becoming a client with a law firm. And we realized that this was an area of legal technology that we could be performing better at. Mm -hmm. And so we took a look, like any, any organization does, um, do we go out and buy a piece of software that does that or we build it ourselves? And we had such a great fit both uh, organically um, and technically with Lexicata that it just made sense to merge. And so uh, it's our first acquisition ever as a company. We brought on 30 new employees, an office in L.A., and a whole new software suite, which means that we now help law firms not only manage their practice, but manage the onboarding of clients into their practice. And that's been an incredible accomplishment in 2018. Yeah, that, that's a really big deal. And uh, kudos to you guys. That, that, that's, that's exciting news. That really is. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things that uh, I took note of from the um, cloud conference I, was, I didn't attend, but I have been on, on the site and just looking at all the uh, uh, different speakers, and you know, just it, it looked like it was a fantastic conference. But I was very interested, too, in the Legal Trends Report. And uh, mm -hmm. you had given a presentation not too long ago, I believe, uh, sort of talking a bit about Legal Trends, uh, the Legal Trends Report. And I was interested in, you, 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 you talked a bit about sort of lawyer missteps. Um, and, and I think Lexicata plays into this. Can you kind of explore a little bit what you learned out of legal trends and, and how Clio is, is helping yeah. lawyers? So uh, in case your, your listeners aren't familiar with the Legal Trends Report, um, it is an annual report that we've put out for the past three years. We always release it around the Clio Cloud Conference, which tends to be in the autumn. Uh, and it focuses on two different types of data. So the first is data contributed by our customers through the use of Clio as software. And I use the word contributed because it's, it's something that you can opt out of. Um, but uh, while we don't look at any confidential information, I want to be very clear about that, we can look at certain metadata around the way lawyers use Clio. So, for example, lawyers need us to keep track of how long a bill has been open and is it past due. So while we can't see the client or the amount, uh, we can see that um, in an anonymized aggregate state, so again, very, very uh, at arm's length, right. we can see that certain percentages of bills stay open for a certain percentage of time. Um, and so that's the type of data that we bring into the Legal Trends Report. But on top of that, we also do some really extensive outside research uh, on a variety of different topics, both with lawyers and in 2018, we started talking to clients and how they are interacting with lawyers. So what was interesting is in the client research that we did in 2018, we found that clients are really signaling that they want to work 
in particular ways with law firms. And when we asked the exact same question to lawyers, we found there was mismatch. So one example is uh, scheduling appointments. And it turns out that clients really want a, a very seamless, single touch point method for contacting a law firm and scheduling an appointment. They don't want to do a back and forth in email. They want to be able to pick up the phone or go to a website and just have an appointment made quickly and easily. And, uh, and we found that lawyers were the opposite. They wanted back and forth, uh, usually because it's, they may not have access to their schedule or that they may be interrupting other important billable activities. Right. So there's this mismatch or a misstep, as you said, between how the clients are expecting to interact with the lawyers and how lawyers are interacting with their clients. And we went on in the report to identify eight different areas of mismatch between client expectation and lawyer service and how that can create frustration between the two parties uh, and maybe an issue when it comes time for clients to refer new business to a law firm. Interesting, interesting. Is, uh, and just as an aside, is this uh, report available to um, just the general public or attorneys if they have any interest in, in uh, taking a look? Absolutely. So it's available for free. Uh, you can get to it by going to clio.com forward slash LTR. So it's clio, C-I-L-O, dot com forward slash LTR, which is short for the Legal Trends Report. That'll actually take you to a website where you can download all three versions of the Legal Trends Report, the 2016 through 2018, um, each with a little bit of unique research in each year. And we've also provided some tools on that website based off of the research as well. So, for example, um, you can actually take a look at the billable rates per practice area, per state, for both lawyers and non-lawyers, and compare your own rates to them to see if you're charging maybe a premium for a high-value product or if maybe you're thinking about being a volume-based law firm and are your rates then competitive with the law firms around you. It sounds like a lot of great information there. Um, mm -hmm. any, any news on new features being released? Um, Absolutely. So uh, in addition to acquiring Lexicado, We've actually been rewriting it, and we're launching it in January of 2019 as a completely new system that we're calling Clio Grow. And so it takes all the great features of client intake that Lexicata uh, had already built, uh, puts a little bit of Clio research and design on top of them, mm -hmm. and makes it more deeply integrated with the Clio practice management solution. Uh, so if you're looking to... Uh, bring on a client intake tool, it's going to be a seamless experience between the two. Yeah, yeah. In addition to that, uh, within Clio's practice management, we've actually added a ton of new features. Uh, one of the things that has been most well-received is we've built in payment plans into Clio right now. So uh, in 2017, we added uh, built-in credit card processing because our research found that if a law firm had the ability to accept credit cards, they actually get paid about 33% faster. Yeah, it doesn't surprise uh, me at all. Yeah, and so uh, if we can help our customers uh, have a better accounts receivable, we figured we should. 
So we negotiated a, a very sweetheart exclusive deal with LawPay. And LawPay is now built in to Clio and can help you accept credit card payments. So uh, if you turn on LawPay in Clio and it's provided at no additional charge, then you can also turn on payment plans and it allows you to take an invoice, structure a series of payments, including how often it gets paid, and we'll just run that automatically in the background for you. It's been incredibly well received with people helping individuals in particular, so family law lawyers, for example, or um, traffic and D, uh, DUI, DWI lawyers are finding it to be a really helpful tool uh, for bringing clients in, uh, helping them afford legal services, and helping the law firm's bottom line. So that's been an incredibly well-received one. One that I think is really neat on top of that is a feature we're calling Clio Launcher. And it is a downloadable plugin that you put on your computer, and anytime you see a document in Clio, if you click on it, it'll just open that document in what whatever appropriate piece of software is on your computer. So if you've got a Word document stored in Clio, for example, you click on it, it'll open in Word, and then when you click Save, it will save it directly back up to Clio servers. So there's a really seamless now workflow between having Clio as both your billing engine and your document management engine behind your law firm. Whereas before, we found um, people needed just a little bit more of a sync between the two. and mm -hmm. uh, They were choosing to integrate tools like Dropbox or Google Drive, which are still there. Uh, but now you can get the free unlimited storage that comes included with Clio and not change your workflow at all, right. but have ready access to your documents. Yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. Am yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Am I uh, correct that, that Clio is, is uh, moving into the mobile space as well? Absolutely. So uh, we've had a mobile app for years uh, available on iPhone and Android as well as a, a, an iOS tablet app. Uh, and what's really interesting is there's been kind of a change in mobile architecture. Okay. All right. Uh, and so this is probably highly technical for your audience, but um, before when you were building apps, you would have to have really highly specialized language depending on the phone you were building it for. And a little while back, uh, app developers realized this was kind of ridiculous. If I have to write the exact same thing in two different languages yeah. for an iPhone and an Android phone, that's a, a huge amount of overhead. Uh, and it actually diminishes the ability to improve an app, update it quickly, add new features, because we have to write the, the exact same thing twice, right. but in different languages. So there's been a shift. And this is mostly led by some of the bigger tech companies out there towards um, developing single source languages that allow you to develop really quickly. So Clio's uh, on board with this. We're converting our mobile apps to this, uh, this single language, which is called React. And we're actually using it to release a variety of different apps. So not just a Clio app now. We actually have just put together a free timekeeping app that's available at, on um, the iTunes store. So if you are a solo lawyer, you don't really need a full practice management solution. Maybe you're just starting out. Uh, maybe you're working part-time. But you still want to keep track of your time. We've mm -hmm. got an app for you. And, yeah. and we 
build feedback cycles into our apps. So if you download it, it's not the right fit, there'll always be a feedback link. Tell us what we can improve. Uh, and we're going to keep doing things like that, adding new uh, apps and third-party services using rapid development techniques. So that way we can find the best fit for law firms and lawyers out there. And what what is on the horizon for 2019? Any exciting things? That, that... Oh, uh, so yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about is we talked a little bit about the Clio Cloud Conference, uh, and it was another area of explosive growth for Clio in 2018. So we had 1,500 lawyers from around the world uh, come and meet with us in New Orleans, and we had, as you said, just absolutely phenomenal speakers. So we try to pick the best speakers both inside legal as well as outside legal. Uh -huh. um, so that way we're learning what works for everybody. So for example, we actually had a great speaker come and talk about stress and how stress is not necessarily a bad thing. It's how you react to stress that needs to be right your focus of your attention, right? Not yes. the removal of it. Right, you know? right. Uh, we, had, we had people who, uh, from uh, Stanford who came and talked about designing your life and how we oftentimes think of our professional life as separate from the rest of our life. And really, it's all just one big continuum. Yes. Uh, so how are, you, how are you including the idea of your practice as a part of your life? And this is, I think, really important for lawyers because we, we consider ourselves professionals. It's an identity as well as a career. And if we're not uh, thinking of that identity as both a part of our personal lives and our professional lives, we feel a lot of uh, stress, for lack of a better word, between the two. So if we approach it with a clear vision, while we may not be able to eliminate that stress, we can definitely control how we react to it right. and, how, and our understanding of how other people are reacting to it as well. And I found that to be very eye-opening. Yeah. So uh, 1,500 lawyers, uh, phenomenal speakers, a really great party on top of that. Uh, but we ended up outgrowing the conference center that we were at. So there's no way we're going to fit next year. So we decided to move. And in 2019, we're going to be in San Diego, California. Oh, now there's a nice so spot, huh? Yeah, and we're expecting to add another 500 attendees. Oh, my God. So, and we're already half sold out, which is amazing. That really is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm sorry. I, I sound uh, like uh, I'm really hyping Cleo a lot, but it's just been a great year. Well, it, it has. And, you know, I'll tell you why I like to visit with you from time to time you know, I, my role is is risk manager, but mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, again, a traditional risk manager in the sense that I manage the risk of the Alps uh, Corporation. I am hired mm -hmm. to be a risk manager for all of our insureds. And for many attorneys, I mean, you don't have to be an insured to, to work with me and, and, you know, call and ask questions. And mm -hmm. I, from a risk perspective, for so many reasons just believe strongly in the, uh, the the value of a product like Clio. 
um, in, in terms of, I, I could sit here for, and talk for probably 20 minutes on why I think moving to the cloud is a good idea and, and you know, doing all of the things that, that you folks are doing uh, in terms of the tools that you bring to the table for, for lawyers. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I see that as essential. But let me ask, and kind of in closing here, um, give you a chance to comment on, on one thing. What I'm starting to hear a little bit, there is in light of you know, some of these major breaches that we have seen um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, uh, crypto jacking and ransomware attacks just being rampant with everybody, but you, mm-hmm. you, you, you couple that in terms of the, the, the risks of, of cyber breaches of some sort with what has been, you know, a really bad, tough year in terms of 2018 with Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, can I, I would just like to have you share some thoughts on the value, the reason, you know, how, how would you counter this? I don't want to move to the cloud because look at Facebook. I don't want to move to the cloud because these guys are next on a major ransomware attack. Uh, do, you, do you have some thoughts? Yeah, I do. I actually think um, I think there's never going to be a complete elimination of risk. And I think any technology vendor who tells you that they are 100% secure is, is pulling the wool over your That's ass. right. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, and so, but I... I do believe that there are vendors out there who are transparent in their security protocols, who are committed to the specific needs of the legal industry, uh, and they're definitely very specific, but also are keeping in line with the security requirements of clients. And I think this is a really important point that most lawyers don't think about. there's a lot of privacy and security law that is being imposed upon clients right now. Right. And those clients are in turn uh, turning to their law firms and saying, how are you living up to this standard with my files? And so you need a tech vendor who recognizes not only your ethical duty of confidentiality, but your client's regulatory duty of privacy and combines technology in a transparent way to facilitate both. And even that won't eliminate the risk 100%. Oh, right. Yeah, I, it, you're never going to. That, that's, yeah. that's impossible. I, I do understand. I hope our, our listeners understand that. Am I hearing understanding correctly that, you know, what I think differentiates companies like Clio is that mm. when you approach the build, uh, the, the software and hardware build in terms of how you're, am I hearing that, that the design from the bottom up is really looking at what are the obligations lawyers have, what are the, the, the regulatory issues clients face, and, and where security is thought through from the beginning as opposed to, hey, let's, let's build this cool thing and call it Alexa, and, you know, I'm not picking on, on Amazon here, but, you know... It, it's been a bad day for them today, so, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> do, you, do you appreciate where I'm going? You know, it's, yeah. it, it sounds like, 
and I just want to confirm that I'm hearing this correctly, that, that design in terms of preserving confidences and security are, are very much part of the design process from the very beginning as opposed to a last minute, oh, we should think about that. Yeah, actually, there's an industry approach that's called privacy by design. Um, and in some instances, it's required, legally speaking. Um, so the general data protection regulation out of Europe yeah. is, is really trying to push right. privacy by design right. on uh, a whole host of different businesses. But yeah, it absolutely needs to be a part of any consideration when it comes to building technology that handles sensitive data, uh, which... I think we're beginning to discover is all technology handles sensitive data at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how we do it at Clio is, um, as per our terms of service, we actually take on some of the responsibility of that risk where we commit ourselves to industry best practices. And we are very transparent in whom we use as part of our back end. Uh, it's called sub-processors in privacy law under GDPR. So uh, we're required to disclose those subprocessors. We're required to vet those subprocessors. We're required to see that they meet the same contractual obligations to us that we commit to you. And so there's a, a shared risk that comes with using a, a good, transparent vendor. Uh, but it is a risk. And I, I don't think we can we can ignore that. I do think that dollar per dollar, cloud computing gives you the best security for your money right now when you pick a transparent, reputable vendor. And the economies of scale that can be affected with uh, cloud computing outweigh anything a small law firm can put together on their own. Yeah. And the one other counterpoint I would give to that is I think a lot of lawyers believe that because they're small, that they're also obscure and that nobody's targeting them. <laughs> and what we've seen is, unfortunately, with things like malware, yes. that people may not be targeting them specifically, but they're still being caught in these giant dragnets you bet. of security risk. Um, and so if you're trying to go it alone, what you're really doing is you're just setting yourself up to be caught in one of these dragnets. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I, I hope our listeners, uh, that's that's one to note. Yeah. Well, listen, Joshua, I, I have taken uh, more time than uh, than I think I should. I know you're, you're a busy man here. Um, mm -hmm. I really appreciate your taking the time to visit with us. And to uh, all of you listening, I really, I hope you found something of value here. And my desire with this podcast really is just to try to have you hear firsthand the value of what cloud um, products can bring to the table in terms of enhancing your practice uh, from a security side to uh, just creating all kinds of efficiencies. So uh, if, if you have been hesitant to look at these kinds of things up till now, I hope you will rethink it. Um, you've got at least one risk manager here at Alps saying, hey, this is a really good idea. And from an insurance industry, industry perspective, you know, I, I, I certainly think now's the time to make a move. So, Joshua, again, thank you very much. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciate your time. To all of you listening out there, uh, if you have another uh, topic you'd like to hear, 
discuss at some point in the future, or a guest you'd like to have uh, have join us, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach me at mbass at alpsnet.com. Thanks for listening. Joshua, have a good one. You too, Mark. Thank you. You bet.